Welcome, welcome to Insensitive with Marcy, a podcast where I try and convey to you what my life is like with macular degeneration and sight loss. Today, we're going to step away from my kitchen and have a look at technology and the way it's changed over the past three years and what I use every day to be able to cope and do what is known as normal. If you follow me on Instagram and you've recently seen the promo video that I put up, you will know that I referred to a really small gadget that sits on the side of my glasses. I'm still not going to tell you what it is because I want to keep that for another episode. But it is absolutely fantastic technology. And as this episode is on technology, I thought I would just drop it in there to keep you listening. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, do. It's well worth it. I put pictures up and photos of the gadgets that I refer to in my podcast. And also it gives you an idea of what I'm actually talking about you can see it visually. That's Insensitive with Marcy on Instagram. If you'd indulge me for a while, I'd like to witter on about technology. In the past 10 to 20 years, it has really changed the world and especially my journey with sight loss. The technology that I started out with, in fact, I very rarely use now. If you think, there wasn't anything as voice recognition software like there is now. One of the first pieces of kit that I required, because back then I still had reading ability, but um, I just needed it to be magnified, was an Optilec desk reader or magnifier. It looked like an overhead projector if you remember what they were like. There was a flat sort of bed uh, tray that sat on the desk and it would you would put your document on it and the tray you could move from left to right and backwards and forwards so that you could actually read a specific section of the document. Then that document was magnified into a screen that looked like a small television but it was all part of the it was all part of the machine itself you could make different contrasts you could make it yellow you could make it black or white uh, increase the magnification or decrease it you could use a red laser type line to highlight areas at the time it was brilliant and it really did help me in my job i would be reading bank statements and um, ledgers and things like that. So it was very, very good for its time. I do believe that um, Optilec is still around and they still produce magnifiers. Now I got this through access to work because as you can imagine, they're not cheap. I don't think they've got any cheaper over the years either, just a bit more uh, technological. So that was the first real magnifier that I used. At the same time, I was offered a portable magnifier, which I expect was the size of a mobile phone. It was heavy 
and really quite bulky but it did have good screen on it it had a small handle at the side that you could fold up and unopen to hold so that you could move the magnifier over the document that you were reading. Again, the same as the Optilec, you could choose the contrast or the colour with which you wanted to read. It also had a light on the back to light up the page. It was battery operated and you plugged it in to recharge it. I used it, but it wasn't, I didn't use it a great deal. Um, because it was heavy, it was weighty. The other magnifier type that I was given at the same time, I still have some. In fact, I was sent one just this year from the Low Vision Clinic, Moorfields Eye Hospital, is just a smaller version of a handheld magnifier that's round, has a wee light on the back, and you just move it across the page. But magnifiers really aren't any good for me now. A lot of people of you know do do still use magnifiers and they they are great uh, if that's what you need. I do find though, and I did find that the field of vision or readability really is reduced with magnifiers. So if I can explain that, but you probably may not realise, is that when a sighted person reads, their eyes scan from left to right, don't they, over the line, over the sentence of words. When you're reading with a magnifier, you can only fit so many words in under the magnification. Like the real small hand magnifiers, you might only be able to fit two words in. So to try and read a novel at that speed would take you forever and the frustration and the annoyance it's not very satisfactory the magnifier reduces the amount of text that you can read so we've gone from electronic magnification to the iphone or the ipad which weren't in existence when i became visually impaired the apps that I use on my iPhone are mainly used for reading and communicating with others. Firstly, I'd like to tell you about the accessibility function that comes with the iPhone. It's found in the settings and it's called VoiceOver. I wish I could use it, but I can't. It drives me absolutely mad. I just does my head in. It's so frustrating. To actually operate it, you need to swipe the screen or tap it double tap single tap and it's a it really is a different way of using your iphone i end up freezing the phone so i have to turn it off wait for it to reboot go to settings turn the voiceover off so i can revert back to my old way of using the phone I know a lot of people do use it and honestly I would love if any of you listening could tell me how I could use voiceover that's easy and not frustrating. If you can please leave me a comment or a voice message because it really would assist my life but I just won't use it. One of the other apps I use is Be My Eyes. Now I used this a lot when I was on my own and my husband was away traveling. It's brilliant. What it is, is when you open the app up, uh, press the call button, it dials through to a UK-based human volunteer. It's not AI, it actually is human. The camera 
on your phone is what actually is used to communicate so that the volunteer on the other end can see what you are asking. So as an example, I needed to um, cook something in the oven and she was able to read to me the cooking instructions on the packaging. Then I went over to the oven uh, and she told me when the temperature on my oven was at the right temperature. And also, I have used it to ask about clothing. The colour contrast, is that something I find difficult? And whether my clothes were inside out or not. Now, you see, it wouldn't be a first time I've walked out of the house with my T-shirt inside out and the label hanging down the back. Which reminds me that Dave is quite fascinated about why there are long labels on the side of my knickers. Now, I tell him it's so I know when they're in the right way. Because if I was to be taken to hospital, you know the rest. Anyway, I digress. Be my eyes. It, it really is a very, very helpful app. And the other app really is for reading and it's Seeing AI. AI and technology really does help. Now this app is also with the use of your camera. It's a reading app. So you put it over the document that you're trying to read or the short text or even the product. Uh, and it, when once you've got the document lined up, it takes a photograph of it, processes it and translates it into audible so that you can hear it being read to you. I, I use that a lot because you've always got your phone on you, haven't you? It's in your pocket or your bag. Um, and you just whip it out and it will just read to you. Selective reading is not so great with. It does, it handles a whole page document, but it is a very good app and it's my real go-to. That is called Seeing AI. Before I finish this witter, a lot of people seem to be amazed that I work. Now, I couldn't work without technology and help. So, the very first software that I ever used, and I still rely on this day, although it is, has been updated significantly, is ZoomText. It does what it says on the label. It is a magnifier, so it magnifies all the text on the screen. Everything is magnified, the icons and everything. The thing about learning to use magnification is that it is slower. It, it slows my productivity down. It takes me lo a little bit longer, fractionally longer, uh, to read documents. I have them read to me now, as the case may be. So I started with Zoom text. Um, I've used it for 10 years plus, but I now have to have the reader so that it reads everything out to me. When I write emails and documents, I'll type away and then it'll read it back. Uh, it's not so great, I find, on the internet with documents on the internet, especially if there's adverts, because it's not selective reading. It just sort of reads the page and that frustrates me a bit. And I struggle, it struggles with some PDFs as well, I have to say. But on the whole, if I'm just doing straight admin work, I couldn't actually work without it. 
It is brilliant. That is Zoom text. Going on to another software package, which I've only been using for a couple of years, is Dragon. Now, for me, Dragon hasn't been that successful. I don't like it. I, it what it is, it's a, it's a dictation software, so I can dictate what I want the email to read or the you know the document that I'm uh, composing but you have to learn new keystrokes um, also or commands and although that's okay when I make mistakes and or it's picked up the wrong word I can't always tell the correct if the corrections have been made I don't like it I have the training which I found disappointing because of the Zoom text, a lot of my screen activity was cut out, so I couldn't see what was happening. So I think the trainer got as frustrated as I did. A lot of people, blind people, use JAWS. Now, I could use JAWS, and I chose not to because it's such a big package. So I can't really say one way or the other whether it would be helpful for me. I chose Dragon and Zoom text. And maybe I will move on to JAWS, who knows. But I do believe that a, a lot of people use it and find it they couldn't live without it as well. So those are the packages that really keep me and other people in work. Some years ago now, our family dog called Matt who was the life and soul of the family, even though he belonged to our other son, loved to walk. He lived for walking every day, and we lived rurally at the time, so he would get good exercise. One day he came in, and he sat down at the entrance to our kitchen. I was preparing food at the time, and had gotten out the cheese packet from the fridge and if you're a dog owner you will know that dogs absolutely love cheese well the majority of them does anyway so as soon as he heard this sound he would come running knowing that there was cheese about anyway I sat about or I should say I set about grating the cheese. As I was grating, I was chatting away, as you do to dogs. How was your walk, Maddie? You must be very tired because you're sat by the door. Usually, when he heard the cheese, he was right by my side. When I'd finished grating, I turned around and said, Here, Maddie, have some cheese, walking over to the black object that was sitting in the doorway of the kitchen. I thought, that's strange. He hasn't moved. That poor dog must be really pooped if he's not coming for his cheese. So I walked closer, and as I bent down to give him the cheese, I realised it wasn't the dog, but in fact it was a PE kit bag that one of my boys had left in the doorway as they had come in. And poor old Maddie had been at my side waiting for his cheese, following me around wondering why I was giving it to a satchel bag and not to him. Oh well, you live and learn, don't you? An organisation that I really want to give a shout out to 
is the Macular Society. I started supporting them about three years ago. Every year they run an annual conference in September held in London and it really is for uh, macular degeneration, sufferers and carers. It's a whole day and because they work in close connection to Moorfields Hospital, um, they always have specialists, professors, genetic scientists, consultant ophthalmologists, lots and lots of really highly skilled professionals, researchers, um, to come and talk and share about what the latest developments and progress is. There's a lot of money and funding that uh, that is going into research in the hope of finding a cure for this disease. There's lots of talk about stem cell therapies and drops to go into your eyes instead of having to have injections. And I always find them really interesting. The other thing that they do at the conference is they have an exhibition hall where obviously companies are there to sell their wares, but that's where a lot of the technology and aids are sold. It's an absolutely brilliant day. If you haven't been, then I would suggest and recommend that you try and get there. People come from all around the country. I think this year um, it is going to be on Zoom. Uh, you know, a virtual conference. So if you go to their website, that's the Macular Society website, there's information there about it. So a big shout out to them. Just as a post note, it's not just for AMD sufferers, it's for anybody that has an eye condition, uh, whether rare or common. Also, there is a working age group that is held separately and I have found them to be useful, especially when it comes to things like uh, your PIPs assessment and any benefits or financial situation. They also talk about things like public transport and guide dogs. Uh, they have uh, some of the charity CEOs talking there. So it's not just medical, it's also other aspects of coping with life, with changing sight loss, and for those of us that have uh, severe sight loss. Again, that's through the Macular Society. I've also set up a Facebook page, Insensitive by Marcy, where you can leave your comments. If you use Anchor, why not leave me a voice message like we had in the last episode? I'd love to hear from you. Well, our time has run out again for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please continue to subscribe, review, share, like and become a follower. You won't want to miss out on the next episode because I am going to have a very special guest. So until then, see you later. Mm -hmm.